Welcome to The Winance Show, a place to help you stop spending, grow wealth, and live more intentionally. We're your hosts, Marie and Stephanie, two sisters on the path to financial independence and personal finance educators. We've both grown multiple six-figure portfolios within just a few years by making simple yet effective changes with our financial habits. But not before overcoming a financially insecure childhood, digging our way out of debt, and unlearning the limiting beliefs around money that we were taught growing up. We show you how to achieve financial independence through our blog, workshops, podcasts, and our weekly YouTube live stream show. Welcome to Winance. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Winance Wednesday. This is our weekly financial independence live stream show and podcast where we talk about all the ways we can transform our lives through our finances. And we do that by learning how to spend our money more intentionally, how to grow and invest so we can build wealth. And of course, so we can live more intentional, more fulfilling lives. We are your hosts and personal finance educators, Stephanie and Marie. We are also two sisters on the path to financial independence. And if you are new to Winance, um, go ahead and click the like and subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube, whether you're watching the replay or you're joining us live. And if you are listening to our podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe to our podcast. Um, And if you don't mind leaving us a five-star rating and review, all of these things help other people find Winance and can help them find the path to financial freedom. So we thank you so much for doing that. All right. So I'm excited about today's topic. It is uh, basically how small expenses can lead up to large expenses. And I think it's a topic that most people can relate with. Um, But before we jump into that, we wanted to kind of recap on last week's episode and something that happened over the weekend. Y'all might have heard, we got a new prez coming. (laughs) 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 So during last week's episode, it was last Wednesday. And as we all know, nobody knew what the results of the election we're going to be at that time. Um, we discussed basically how to remain a calm and confident investor during uncertain times. And even after the election, we didn't know how the markets were going to react. You know, once a president was elected, we didn't know how the markets were going to react. Um, as we all know now, Joe Biden victoriously won the presidential bid. And so, you know, fortunately, we have only another couple months to get through and then we'll get through it. <laughs> But maybe you also didn't know that our very own Marie got interviewed on MSNBC. And we thought it was really cool. Like, I mean, obviously, I was super excited because I'm like, oh, my God, my sister's on TV. (laughs) But the thing was, it went like, you know, micro viral, whatever you want to call it. Like it was being posted all over Twitter and everywhere. And it was really awesome. And I thought what you said was so poignant and so just on point, like I don't think anybody could have said it any better. So we just wanted to share it quick with you guys. Um, you know, it's only a couple minutes, and I think it's a fantastic recap of just how I'm sure we all are feeling. So, not to uh, make anybody wait any longer, here we go. Out here, I want to introduce you to one of the women that I was talking to when I first stepped outside these gates. Talk to me about why this was important to you to be out here right now. Well, I'm here for democracy. You know, we, the country came together and said, we are not going to stand for fascism in our country. And so that's truly why I'm here is democracy above anything else. Um, Obviously, it feels great to be here with, you know, other Americans who feel just as strongly about Biden's win. But for me, it's about restoring ourselves back to constitutional norms and caring about 
about democracy. What comes next? What are you hoping to see from this ticket? Well, I, I hope it'll be a progressive ticket. I hope that he'll be able to pass progressive legislation that will support the people who put him here, especially the black women, the black people who voted for Biden and Harris. We need to see progressive legislation that will directly impact our lives. I'm not hopeful of it because Mitch McConnell is going to be an obstruction, uh, obstructionist leader in the Senate, mm -hmm. and the Senate is certainly not going to, they want uh, Biden to be a one-term ineffective president. So we've got a, a, a hard road ahead of us, but um, I'm confident that if Americans can stick with it, we have to support the two Democrats who are running in the runoff in Georgia to take back the Senate so we can help President Biden become an effective president. And my last question to you is, there are questions about if President Donald Trump will concede. Do you need to hear that? No, I could care less. He's, he's irrelevant at this point. We're here for President Biden. The country needs to move on. We have to unify. If Donald Trump doesn't want to act like a grown-up, then we don't need to listen to him. We don't need to spend any more time focused on his division. We need to unify. Thank you so much for talking with us. Have fun out here today. And frankly, Oh my god. I love that I love the end part. Boom. <laughs> that is definitely the part that I think has gotten the most reaction. Um so I used to, my background is in PR. I you know, I majored in communications and public relations and um my my old boss from my very first job, she, you know, when she saw the clip, she, you know, first was very proud of it, but she said, you know, you save the hook for the end, you know, you save the, you know, the, 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 the crescendo for the end, like, you Ooh. know, like a tried and true PR person. So um, yeah, it was definitely, it was very spontaneous, had no idea. I, w I didn't even know I was going to go down there. I certainly didn't know that MSNBC was going to, you know, ask to interview me. And as you can tell, I had a lot on my mind and a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I, we, we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I think what you said, Steph, earlier, um, it, you know, it makes complete sense. You know, we are, and what, just like what we talked about last week, you know, politics and policy does affect our lives. And, you know, with this, what is going on in the world right now, this isn't just a matter of partisan politics, you know, right versus left, pro, uh, you know, Republican versus Democrat. I mean, we really are. Um, getting into very dangerous territory and it, you know the president is doing some crazy stuff right now and I just think it's you have to call it out like you have to speak truth to power and um, you know not clearly was not afraid to do so so exactly. um, yeah I mean, and that's the thing. I mean you know while a lot of us are breathing a sigh of relief and have high hopes for what the future might bring I mean the thing is we still don't know what the country is going to be like in the next four years let alone what the markets are going to be like in the next four years or even the next few months you know so I think kind of bring it back to to what we were discussing last week is the thing is, stay steady with what your plan is. If you have a financial plan already set, you run your numbers, you said, this is how much I need to save and I'm working towards my goals. I need to pay off my debts. I need to you know, invest for my future and for my retirement, then keep with it. You know, While the news over the weekend was fantastic news and the news that I think most of us were hoping for, it really doesn't change much in the long run, hopefully. If anything, it makes it better. But the thing is that you need to stick with what you have planned. And that was really our focus last week was focusing on what is good for you and what is right for you and not about all the other noise that's happening around us, because you can get very much sucked into that and into like the what ifs and the worries of whatever some random person on you know Capitol Hill is going to do or not do um, versus what you are, what is in your control. So I think kind of bringing it back to that is again, stick with what your plan is, you know, continue to save, continue 
continue to invest and continue to build a future for yourself. And that's what's within your control. And that's what we all plan doing to plan to do as well. Yep, absolutely. And I think that's a good segue into tonight's topic. You know, we're going to be talking about why small expenses are your biggest expense. And it's again, it's about being intentional. It's about sticking with your plan. It's about knowing your goals and then spending around that and saving around that. So it's a good, good segue into today's topic. So Steph, I know you've got a lot to say about this. So why don't you kick us off? I know. I mean, when we decided to do this topic, I was like, okay, well, the first thing that comes to mind is Target. Yeah, Because I feel like Target is like the key, like problem to all of this. You go in there and everything's under $10 and somehow you went in there to buy toothpaste and a hundred some odd dollars later, you're like, what the heck did I buy? And what, I have one bag of things and somehow I spent over a hundred dollars. How did I get shoes? (laughs) And I'm leaving with shoes. (laughs) You know, but it's, it's a prime example of how those small things really do add up. And, you know, I mean, everybody's heard about the latte factor that somehow spending five or not spending $5 a day on a latte is supposed to turn you into a millionaire. And, you know, I think that's the thing is that that whole thing has been kind of worked to death. And that's certainly not what we want to try to press on for this evening either. You know, tonight's show is not about shaming you for what your expenses are, what you're spending your money on, but more so trying to help you be aware of them and help you spend with intention. I mean, that's what Marie and I talk about all the time is spending with intention to help you grow well so that you can live the life that you want and that you deserve, you know? And so it's not that spending $5 a day on a latte is a bad choice. If that's where you want to spend your money and you find value there and it saves you from doing other things that might cost you even more money, then sure, why not? Go ahead and do that. But that's the whole topic of tonight is talking about those small expenses that add up. And you might realize that some of those small expenses are not where you want to be spending your money, just like I realized a few years back. Um, And I'm going to share my numbers with you. So I'm really going to put it all out there for everyone and realize how much we were spending on things that we just should not have been or that were not bringing me the value that I I would have hoped for. (laughs) You weren't being intentional about it. You know, it was just a spontaneous thing that you were spending money on. Exactly. So, you know, that's what we want to share with everyone tonight is some of our like aha small expense moments that made us realize how our small expenses were adding up and how they really weren't reflecting what we wanted to spend our money on and how we wanted to live our lives. They really weren't Mm -hmm. reflecting the person that we wanted to be or thought that we were. And Mm -hmm. so that's what we're going to share with you tonight. We're going to, you know, putting our our heart on our sleeve, (laughs) our receipts on our sleeve. We're bringing the receipts tonight. We're bringing the receipts. I know. I ran the numbers. I ran the numbers again. I haven't, like, I knew that the numbers was there and I remembered it from when I was like, okay, we got to change things. But when I saw the numbers again today, when I was like making sure I had them all accurate, I'm like, oh my God, do we really like, oh, it's good. Sometimes it's painful looking at that stuff. And, you know, sometimes you got to remind yourself too, you know? It's important. It's an important reminder. It's also important not to shame yourself, especially if you're trying to move past that. You know, you can't stay stuck in the past. You have to move forward. Right. And I feel like that's why I can talk about it today. Like at the time, I would have been like, oh my God, I can't tell anyone I spent that much money on like eating out. But today I can talk about it because I think it's a lesson for other people to be aware of that. Yeah. That these things just add up and they creep up on you and you don't even realize it. Yeah. Starting with that, as I just mentioned, my thing was eating out. And I feel like that's something that everyone says, oh yeah, I eat out way more. I know I should cook at home or I should bring my lunch with me to work or whatever. But when I ran the numbers, 
my jaw dropped. And that was probably the turning point for, for me and my husband when we were like, okay, we need to change something because this this is insane. Like we could be living an extravagant life somewhere on this amount of money that we're spending on, on just like not great food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that was the thing is I still remember running those numbers. So it was, we bought our first house, our townhouse in 2011, um, in, in June of 2011. And that November, we spent over $2,000 on eating out, like on our grocery budget, it was over $2,000, right? <laughs> oh my God. Our mortgage was not $2,000. <laughs> we want to have a, I'm trying not to have no, a reaction. No, really, it's like everybody <laughs> should. I think everybody should have a reaction to be like, wait, what the heck did you buy? And I'm going to break it down for you and, and your jaw will drop even further. You thought you pick it up off the floor so it can fall down again. <laughs> so. <laughs> so like I said, I ran the numbers. We spent $2,065 on food related categories. So groceries, bars, restaurants, you know, lunches at work, whatever, everything under the food category. That's what we spent. However, of that $2,065, we spent $385 at uh, on groceries. We spent $312 on um on alcohol and bars so like going at the happy hour or just going to like the beard wine store and picking up something and then we spent one thousand three hundred and sixty eight dollars at restaurants like seriously what were what over thirteen hundred dollars that is the worst part about it honestly that is the worst part about it yeah. of those things that that's one thing too i looked i was like were we eating at like you know morton's and, and right. Chris every night? you would <laughs> yeah. think and for that much money today i would be like i better be having like a 50 dollars steak every night no not even of yeah. those expenses only a few of them were for special occasions my friend's birthday was in the beginning of november mm-hmm. and i remember taking mm-hmm. her out to this wine bar restaurant thing that ended up being more expensive than i realized it was and then mm-hmm. we had my in-laws come to town for Thanksgiving. And oh, so we went yeah. out for like a, a family dinner and we covered that. But even that it wasn't like a it was a hundred something dollars. It wasn't like it was a three hundred dollar dinner or anything like that. Right. And so to be honest, other than the grocery store and those couple special occasions, the rest were all under a hundred dollars and most of them were under forty dollars. And that's the thing. Like because mm. we would we literally were ordering out almost every night, if not every other night, we would be tired and lazy and not want to cook. And so we'd order Chinese or we order pizza or subs or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever the local shop is that has sandwiches and everything else, you know, that gets delivered. You know, we were just ordering all these, these foods. And that's the thing is like, it, it wasn't fantastic food. The only thing I could remember about those meals is that they were probably greasy and unhealthy, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like that's the reality about is that I, I really don't remember much. The ones I remember are those special occasion meals. I remember the meal with my mm. friend for, my, for her birthday. I remembered the meal with my in-laws because they came to town that year and they they rarely come, you know, to this area. So that's the thing is like those other meals, those other 1300 plus dollars of meals, I don't remember at all. And that's wow. the worst part about it. If you had said I spent 1300 now granted, I would hope I wouldn't have spent that much money on a birthday dinner and an in-law dinner. <laughs> but I would have also been like, well, at least I remember it. $1,300 literally yeah. down the drain. All I remember is that it probably was like pizza and Chinese food and subs, you know, like, and fries, like. 
I, so many things are going off, like so many like just ahas are coming, are going off for me for this. So first thing that I noticed is that even though the, you know, buying the sub and subs and the Chinese food and the pizza and stuff were the small expenses, they added up to being so much more than the two nice dinners that you had out. So yeah. really the two nice dinners ended up being your smaller expenses in the grand scheme of things. Oh yeah. But you know, when you're, when you're buying it in one, you know, when you're spending a hundred plus dollars on dinner out, you know, you're thinking that's a big expense and it is, it's not to say that it isn't, but compared to 1300, whatever dollars for the whole month where you're eating, like you said, very forgettable, unhealthy, you know, just lazy food. If, if you know, cause that's what it, it would be for me. It's it, was lazy. Food. it really was just, yeah. lazy. like if we spent like a less than $400 at the grocery store that month. And which obviously we bought some groceries, you know, for $400. Yeah. And I'm like, what did I even cook that month? Like that must've been for Thanksgiving. Well, I was <laughs> going to say it was probably for Thanksgiving. And so you think about was. that, you fed a house full of people, you know, for, and obviously some of those other groceries that you spent 300, whatever dollars on, you know, went towards you and Nate, you know, but mm -hmm. For basically close to $600, you probably had enough food for the month and you had two really nice dinners out, but then you ended up you know, spending all this other money. <laughs> I know. And yeah. again, that's the thing is like, again, it's not to shame myself no, or other no. people, even though I'm like, I would talk to myself today and be like, Stephanie, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, stop. <laughs> it's not helping you in any way. I um, kind of feel like, um, do you know the Stefan meme from SNL, the Bill Heater character? Where he's, like, yes. he's like, you know, he puts his hand <laughs> like that. Kind of like, when you're telling me this, I like have my hands up by my face. Those who are listening on the podcast, you'll just have to like visualize. But <laughs> I know, put your hands by your nose and just go. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but that's the thing is like, that was even today, like the thing I never did the math. I knew the total number. I knew that the number was way higher than it ever should have been. But the thing I didn't realize until today was that the majority were under $40. Wow. And the, the reason why it kept going on. So that was, that was our most expensive month. Like, but we had other months that were close to it as well. So it wasn't like it was just a one-off event. Like we had other months that were, you know, close to $2,000 or just met $2,000 or whatever. And that's when like shortly about a year later, I started really using mint. Like I was kind of passively using mint at that time, mostly because I was like, well, I want to make sure we can afford our mortgage and everything. But, you know, finally around 2012, early 2013, I was like, okay, like we need to like get our act together. Like we are making too much money to not feel like we are making the amount of money that we are. And that right. was the thing. It, that was why we were spending what we were. That's what made me realize was that we were making a decent income between me and, and my husband. We were making a decent income. And so we never really felt that pain. We could mm -hmm. afford our mortgage. We could afford our, our bills. Otherwise, you know, we could afford our, our car notes and our utilities and everything else. We could afford to eat out because, mm -hmm. oh, well, it's just $30 here and $40 here and $20 here. So yeah, like a 15 to $20 lunch every day. Yeah, that's not bad, especially because it was $15 to $20 for me and $15 to $20 for my husband. So that's another $40 a day that you're spending wow. just on lunch. And then we ordered dinner out, which was another $30, $40. And so meanwhile, you're now spending up to $80 a day on average, just eating out. And it's like, these things just added up. And again, we were able to afford it. We were still paying our bills. You know, even that month we, we paid our mortgage, we paid all our bills. It was Thanksgiving, you know, Christmas was coming up. And so, you know, we didn't really feel that pain at the time because we realized, oh, well, we can, we can pay our bills. So I'm doing okay. 
But it was a little while later that I'm like, you know, we're really not saving money. And while we had just bought our townhouse at that time and I loved our house, I knew it wasn't mm-hmm. going to be our forever home. We knew we eventually wanted to have a kid. I didn't get pregnant until the later half of 2013. And, you know, I had my son in 2014. But that's the thing is like, I didn't really... I didn't have that need at the time to really try to buckle down and save my money and live more intentionally. And when I started realizing like, I don't want to be in this townhouse forever. I want to have a nice, you know, big single family home somewhere that my kid could run around in a yard and go to a nice school, you know, that I didn't have to pay private school education for, you know, just like a nice public school to go to. Um, that was going to cost money. And I was at first I was thinking like, well, I don't have the money for that kind of stuff. But when I saw those numbers, I was like, you better believe I got Clearly money for that you kind do. of stuff. <laughs> Clearly, Clearly I you do. do. <laughs> yeah. If I could spend $2,000 on food, like junk food, I can certainly put an extra thousand towards mortgage or whatever. And that's really what made me realize that was like, okay, if you can spend in this area, you can move that money to this other area that's going to be more important to you. You know, living in the area I do now and, you know, giving my child the the upbringing that we're able to provide for him now in the community that we're in is so much more important. I remember every detail since we have lived here, you know, versus whatever crappy foods we were eating, you know, like however many years ago, nine years ago. Steph, what what kind of you and you mentioned this basically, but the fact of the matter is that you were doing just fine. Your bills were paid. You know, you guys were you you weren't you know worried about like how you're going to pay for your basic you know living expenses, and you were being very comfortable. And this is the thing that we try to always tell our clients and our community, you know, people who follow us here on the show or on our social media, is that just because you're doing okay or doing well, just because you have a high salary, just because your bills are paid does not mean you are doing great with your finances. It really doesn't. And this is a perfect example is if you're not tracking your expenses, you have no idea how much money you were potentially spending $2,000 and you had no idea. And I bet if somebody had said, Hey, Steph, you just spent $2,000 on subs and takeout food for the month of November. You're, I mean, you would, you probably wouldn't have even believed them. You'd be like, no, I just spent $40 here and there. You know, I bought, you know, I bought Indian food for lunch. Like it's no big deal. And this is a thing. It is a big deal. This ends up being your big, like you said, this is more than your mortgage. It was truly your biggest expense. And that's exactly why we're talking about tonight. Your smallest expenses can add up and be your truly your biggest expense. Yep. It really wow, was. And it was, I looked at it. That was my largest expense that month. Wow. And the months that were close to that, those were my largest expenses because my house didn't cost that much. My utility bills didn't cost that much. Even combined my house and utility bills did not cost that much. Like, <sighs> wow. It's two. Th- I mean, I, I don't want to make you feel worse, but you can imagine if <laughs> what that $2,000 would have done in an IRA. And that's you know? the thing, like, you know, I realized that now we we didn't have IRAs at the time, no, but yeah. yeah, I'm like, we at that rate, we could have maxed out our IRAs, both of our IRAs, me and my husband's IRAs in just a matter yeah. of months, you know, wow. like, oh, and think about the return you would have gotten. Cause that was the I end know. of 2011. Like you would have gotten, years. you know, I would yeah. have had nine years of growth on that. <laughs> Oh my God. All right. (laughs) You know, we underscore this for those watching. We underscore this because it's important to understand how your money can be growing and working for you as opposed to literally becoming a bottomless pit 
or you're not, you don't remember the food that you, you know, you don't remember the times that you bought that food. You just know that that's what you're spending it on. So it's mm -hmm. not even memorable and it could have been growing for you over the past nine years. I mean, wow, what an incredible lesson um, to have learned um, better and better to learn it late than never, you know? Yes. yes. So Speaking of lessons learned, so for me, when I was looking at my expenses and trying to identify, you know, where where those little expenses started adding up, well, a couple trends kind of popped out at me. In fact, two particular trends. One was spontaneous expenses, and the other one was um, sales. And so I've talked about before, you know, I am a reformed shopaholic, you know, in the in my twenties, in the you know, was it like I don't know, two thousand seven to I don't know, basically twenty thirteen. I was a shopaholic. I had a fashion blog. Um, when I lived in Arlington, Virginia, I lived across the street from Pentagon City Mall. Um, I lived across the street from a Nordstrom Rack, and so it was so easy for me to go shopping. There was a DSW. It was so easy for me to go shopping. And it was so I would go shopping when I, you know, on a bad day, if I wasn't feeling good, I would go shopping on a good day because I was feeling good. Um, and I would go shopping because I was bored. And what I noticed was that that it was the spontaneous expenses. It was the things that I did not plan for that ended up being like that would add up to being the biggest expenses. And because I fancied myself a bargain shopper, you know, going to Nordstrom Rack, you know, buying, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to spend more than $40 on shoes. But if you buy five pairs of shoes in a two month period and they cost $40 each, you know, that's, a, that ends up being a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you factor that into all the other unplanned expenses. And, um, what I also noticed was a huge trend, and you talked about it earlier in the episode, was Target. Um, so the tar and specifically, it was the Target end caps. You know, when you're like walking past, oh, yeah. you know, especially in the yeah, cosmetic stuff, all the cute stuff. It's on clearance. You know, it's on it's on sale, and you think, oh, this candle smells good. I love candles. I'm going to pop that into my car. Oh, this tube of lipstick. Okay, for me, it was nail polish. I would mm. go into like, you know. Um, CVS or Target and I would buy the sale nail polish, like whatever colors were on sale because I like, you know, see my nails here for those listening. You'll just have to, I have black nail polish. Um, I like painting my nails. So, you know, I'm thinking, oh, well, I'm doing good because I'm not buying a manicure. I'm not going out and spending money on a manicure and I'm buying this nail polish on sale. The thing was a lot of these colors I don't even like anymore. Mm. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they were cut, they were sale colors. So they're being yep. discontinued probably. And it just, it's that kind of stuff that just adds up, adds up, adds up. And I mean, the many thousands of dollars, I mean, all of my discretionary expenses were just going to just stuff that wasn't, you know, wasn't meaningful and wasn't relevant for me. And I wasn't being intentional with it, just like you said. And, you know, I spent many, many thousands of dollars shopping and buying sales stuff and buying spontaneous stuff that I wasn't planning for because I didn't have goals for my money. That's really what it came down to is I didn't have goals for my money. I had one goal for my money. I've talked about this before. I bought my Audi convertible. I saved cash. I bought that yeah. lemon of a convertible. <laughs> I know that was the worst thing. The thing you saved for and you saved oh cash God. for. If you <laughs> guys don't being, know, like, one of the worst expenses. Truly. So if you don't know the story about the Audi, I'm not going to go through it tonight. You can either go to our Instagram page and you can find, um, yeah, I, I, it was one of our earlier episodes of Winance Wednesday and also on our blog on winancefi.com. You know, I have a blog about, um, I think it's six lessons I wish I had learned in my twenties about, um, about money. And so I talk about my, my convertible there, but yeah, it's, um, 
it's those trips to Target. It's the trips to the yeah. grocery store. It's the trips to the mall that really tripped me up. And the another trial, the Aldi, and I still, you know, I still, you know, buy things from the Aldi's find aisle. You know, we'll talk about this a little bit later in the show, in the episode, but don't let that Aldi's find aisle get you mm-hmm. <laughs> because the stuff looks really cute and it's really inexpensive and you're, and you can justify buying almost anything, but do you actually need it? Is it going to actually bring you value? Also, is it quality? You know, even just going back to what you were talking about, about your food budget that month stuff, the quality of the food you were eating wasn't good quality and it wasn't memorable. I mean, that is going to stick with me what you said about that is really going to stay with me. And I think the same thing about, you know, the shoes I was buying, the nail polish that I was buying, the stuff, you know, when I lived in Philly and you and I would, you know, you'd come up on the weekends and we go, you know, shopping on, um, was it on 13th street, you know, down in the neighborhood, and, you know, just like the little things that I would pick up here and there. I don't, I don't even know where that stuff is. Where where are they today? I have no No, idea. I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is, but I know if that money had been in an IRA, it would be making money for me right now. And I'd be that much closer to, you know, my fire goals. So, oh man. (laughs) I know. But, you know, I feel like that's kind of the thing that we have to remember is that it's not about the amount, but it's about the why. You know, it's not the fact that I spent $20 $20 on lunch or, you know, we ate out and spent $40 on dinner or that you bought nail polish, you know, or whatever thing, you know, kitchen gadget that the oldies final had. But the yeah. thing is the why, you know, was it intentional? You know, did you really say, you know, I have this event coming up and I want my nails to look nice because it makes me feel special and it makes me feel mm-hmm. good. And yeah, it's worth it to spend this $3 or this $5 on this nail polish to have my hands look good or my nails look good. Or, you know, you were doing a lot of um, PR at the time, you know, and mm-hmm. so you were kind of in a public situation for your job yeah. a lot at that time. And so maybe it was more important for your physical appearance to look a certain way, Definitely. you know, so that, that $5 on nail polish at the end aisle was worth it to you. You know, I, I, the thing is I can look back and say that not a single one of those meals, other than those special occasion meals, the meals for my friend's birthday. And when my in-laws came to town, none of those other meals were important to me or intentional. Those are the yeah. only meals that, and literally when I saw those, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that was, you know, so-and-so's birthday. And oh yeah, that's when my in-laws came. Like I knew exactly years later. Nine years later, the moment I saw those expenses and those transactions, I knew exactly what they were. And I and those were meals that I had thought about over the past nine years. Like, oh, that was so nice that we went there, you know, and this and that. But the other ones, they were not intentional. It was just, mm-hmm. it was honestly pure laziness. You know, we could have easily bought food. The thing is, I like to cook. I know how to cook. I'm a good cook. You know, at least yeah. I think I am. No one's complaining yet. <laughs> Well, and not only that, but like your food that you cook at home probably tastes a heck of a lot better than, you know, some of that takeout that you're getting. You yeah, know, I started and, make, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just going to say something that came to mind is um, this year I started making, you know, pizzas at home. I actually, I've done it off and on, you know, throughout the years, but I really started doing it more and more. I love making, you know, the stuff, uh, prosciutto, goat cheese, arugula pizza with a balsamic glaze on it. Mm. That pizza is so freaking good to me. I don't even like my husband gets like DiGiorno's, you know, for like, you know, nights when we don't want to cook. And every time I eat that DiGiorno, I'm like, oh, like it's (laughs) not, it's nowhere near as good as like my pizza. And I get all the ingredients at Aldi's and I should actually calculate like how much it ends up costing. It's, I know it's less than delivery. I know because delivery is at minimum $20 for a pizza. Plus tip, tip, you know, you're, because you're never getting just a pizza. You're getting, you know, whatever 
poppers for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And my pizza that I make at home is a million times better. I make a barbecue chicken pizza. I make a, a buffalo chicken pizza. My husband loves those pizzas are so much more memorable to me and delicious. And just like, I enjoy them so much more than yeah. the stuff that I get, you know, takeout. Yeah. And I mean, again, it's not to say that you can't like, you know, we, we order dinner out every so often, even yeah, though like absolutely. now my son is starting to like shame us on it. He's like, why didn't we order out? We should have made food. And I'm like, you're right. We should have, but I was really tired. <laughs> and that's okay too. It's, but it's okay, okay to do that. It's just, it is okay. Cause there are some, exactly. It's intentional. There are some days where it makes more sense. Like, you yeah. know, frequently on wine ants Wednesdays, you know, I just get, I'll get so busy with like, work during the day. And then by the end, I'm like trying to do stuff before we start, you know, recording here. And I'm like, you know what, either if we don't have a frozen pizza in the freezer, we might mm -hmm. have to like, you know, just order out. And that happens, you know, it, it, it's okay. Things happen at the last minute. It just makes it easier sometimes. But as long as it's not every day or every time you go to a store, you just, you know, splurge in these aisles or on the end caps or whatever, like mm -hmm. be more intentional about it. And even if it's not, even though if it wasn't your intention for the day, that's the thing is I've started some morning saying, I'm going to, you know, cook dinner tonight or I'll figure out mm -hmm. what I'm going to make or whatever. And then by the time the end of the day comes, something happens and I'm like, I just can't say like, yeah. yeah, it happens. You know, it, we're not saying you have to be perfect, but making those more of the exception than the rule will save you in the long run. And that was the problem is that those weren't the exception for us. It was every day. Like I, I didn't see how many transactions I had. I, that once I saw the, the number, the total number, and that the majority, like 90% of the, you know, expenses for that month were under $40. I was like, I can't even see how many times we did this, <laughs> but you know, I could say that it was the majority of that month you know, there's 30 days in the month of November and it was probably right. at least 20 of them that we were doing that. Um, you know, and that's the thing is where you have to kind of think about it and say, okay, is this happening all the time or is this just happening on the occasion? And if it's happening on the occasion, then that's fine. You know, do what you need to do, forgive yourself, buy what you need to buy and move on. But if you're finding that it's happening the majority of the time and it's not bringing you value, then that's when you need to start reconsidering things and saying, okay, where does my money really bring me more value and mm -hmm. how can I spend my money there more? And so that was some of the things that we wanted to bring up tonight. Um, you know, it, like we said, it doesn't mean that you're not going out anymore. You know, I still order out. Marie still buys things in Target, you know, yeah. as we all do. But the key is to look at where your money is going, you know, track your expenses. We've, we've said this all this season, you know, and I feel like this is such an important thing that people who are just starting out on their financial journey, um, either, you know, they're aware of, but they may not realize the importance of it. You know, even mm -hmm. 10 years later, what, you know, while I'm, you know, doing this today, I track my expenses regularly because I know how quickly I could start to slip up again and start to think, oh, well, you know, I can afford it. So yeah, I'll buy this $20 thing here and this $5 thing here. And next thing you know, I'm spending another thousands of dollars eating out or whatever. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's the thing is track your expenses, be aware of where your money is going, but then also look back at your bank statements or your mint transactions or personal capital, whatever you use to track your accounts and your spending, take a look at that. And look at it and say, do I recognize this person? Look at just the transactions, not like, obviously, you know, it's you, but like, look at it and say, 
if somebody were to put this in front of me and not tell me that this is my account, would I recognize the spending trend? Would I recognize these, these transactions and say, this person's living my best life. They are spending the money exactly where I would want to spend my money. Yeah. Or are you going to say this person's spending way too money at, you know, store X and way mm -hmm. too much at restaurant Y, you know, is it, uh, is it a type of spending that you would want to be and live up to? Is it the person, is that person living your best life? You know, yeah, <laughs> cliche, but that's the thing is like, you want to be living your best life. So why can't you like, why not start now? You know, start, you don't have to be perfect, but start where you can, you know, it, yeah. it's every little step that will get you there. And if you're looking at all those transactions saying, I didn't realize I went to McDonald's that often, or I bought all these things at Target that often or whatever, then that's where you can start to say, all right, I need to be a little bit more intentional about it. If I'm going to go to to Target to buy toothpaste, then I'm going to go to Target to buy toothpaste and just put your blinders on. Put your and blinders I will on. Say, I went to Aldi's today to go grocery shopping and I knew we were doing this episode and I was like, all right, Stephanie, you can't be a hypocrite. <laughs> so literally I had my list with me. I knew what groceries I needed. I stayed pretty close to it. I think I might've gotten one or two things that weren't on the list, but they were food items that I know we're going to use. And I passed that Aldi's fine aisle and mm. mine is like a double long one because yes, ours is yeah. kind of a bigger Aldi's and so it's double yeah. long. And I almost went down it and I'm just like, don't even waste your time, girl. Like, don't wow. do Wow, good for you. <laughs> I literally, I completely skipped the Aldi's fine aisle today because I was like, Stephanie, there is nothing on the, in that aisle that you are in need of that you do not currently have or don't have some you know longer term plan of acquiring. Yes. Like, you don't need that. <laughs> You know what I do is, I, so I have sort of the way I go down the, the aisles at Aldi's, I do the perimeters first, and then I do the interior aisles, inside aisles, and I always save the Aldi's fine aisle for last. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like think of that as like, I get, so, you know, I get a little dopamine hit when I go down that aisle, because, you know, you see all this stuff that's obviously shiny objects that you didn't, you have no need for, right? And what I will do is I, I'll go and look at the stuff, because it's fun to look at it. For me, it's fun to look at it. It is. But I've talked about this before, I've gotten adept at being able to go down and look at stuff and just appreciating like looking at the stuff and then not buying anything. Um, truly, there's like very few things that I've ever bought from the Aldi's fine aisle. It's either usually like a gift for someone else. Like I think somebody something that I think somebody else might like that I save for like a Christmas gift. Or it's a lot of times it's a kitchen gadget. But even with that, I'm very, very intentional because I don't want a lot of clutter. I don't want a lot of stuff I'm going to have to clean later. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I got this summer was a guacamole. Um, I don't know. It's like, I guess, a guacamole saver. So it basically has like an airtight lid that you press down. So as the guacamole, like as you eat out of it and eat the guacamole out of it and then you get less and less guacamole, you push the um, airtight lid down so it okay. preserves the guac and so it doesn't brown as much. And I was eating avocados like crazy this summer. I was making guac like left and right, you know. So that was really worth it to me. I love that purchase that, you know, that I got. Mm -hmm. I got a cast iron roasting pan last year and I haven't really used it that much. And I thought I was going to use it a lot and I haven't really used it a lot. And that probably wasn't the best, um, you know, purchase. So, you know, I still succumb to it. But one thing I want to say that I, I actually want to come back to is when you were talking about, you know, would you recognize that person or is that, you know, are, are you living your best life? What I would actually say, or what I would ask you to ask yourself is, is that person stealing your best life from you? 
when you look at your trends, when you look at your spending patterns, is that person stealing your best life from you? Mm, that's a good way to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Are you no, stealing? Yeah. Are you stealing vacations from you? Are you stealing early retirement from you? Are you stealing wealth building from you? Are you stealing whatever it is starting that business from you? What what are you stealing from yourself by spending it unintentionally and letting these little, little, little expenses add up over time? What are you stealing from yourself? I okay. bet it's actually ends up being a lot and something that is far more valuable to you than whatever you're spending that money on. Yeah. And I think that's a really good uh, segue into, you know, basically we have a few tips that we could recommend for people to try, you know, because that's the thing as we know, it's, it's not, it's always easier said than done. Like, just go there, put your blinders on, yeah. buy your toothpaste and leave. <laughs> like, it, you know, some days you're just like, I just want to peruse, you know, I just want to browse the aisle yeah, and make yourself feel better. The next thing you know, you're like filling your cart with stuff. But I think that's a good first tip is, you know, put that in the back of your mind, put that thought with you when you go shopping and are ready to pull out your credit card or your wallet, you know, your check card, whatever it is, put that in your mind and say, is this purchase going to help future me or is it stealing from future me? And mm. if it's going to help you, if it's something you need, you plan for it, you budgeted for it, whatever, then go ahead and get it. If it's something that you're like, maybe you didn't plan for it, but you're like, eh, I probably do need it, then get it. But then if it's something you're like, well, it just looked cool and I, you know, I don't really have a plan for it. I also don't know where it's going to live in my house and I don't know how much space it's going to take up and how much maintenance it's going to take. Then maybe that's something you want to put back and not really like do because it probably is going to be stealing from future you. Mm, but that also kind of goes into our first tip, which we had talked about this before uh, a couple episodes back, and it's using the 24-hour rule or even the 72-hour rule. And so basically that what that's saying is that if you find something that you want that you weren't planning on buying, you know, you have a sale going on, you're like, oh, I want to get this thing, or you're shopping the aisles somewhere and you see this cool thing on the end cap or whatever that you hadn't any intention of buying before, then wait at least 24 hours. Even if better, wait 72 hours. That's three days. That's it. Three mm -hmm. simple days. <laughs> and, you know, then realize like, hey, is that something that's still in your mind? Are you still thinking about it? Is it still bringing you the enjoyment from when you were in the store? Is it worth even driving back to the store or yes. going online and entering your credit card information or whatever? You know, is it worth it? And if it's not, then just let it go. If it's Let something it that you've been holding on to and thinking about, you know, day after day after day, then maybe that is something that will bring you enjoyment and will bring you value. And then maybe determine if like now is the time to get it or if that's something you can budget for in the future. So that's something I had started to do um, a couple years ago was basically a wants list. And when those items would come up, mm. I would put them on my wants list and half the items on my wants list, like, I don't even think about anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like have a list like on your phone, like in your notes app or something, you know, are these the things I want? And then you can always come back to it. Do I still really want this or not? I love that idea. Yeah. And then the next thing is make a list when you go shopping. So this is something that's an oldie, but a goodie. Like everybody says this, but honestly, it's so true. And it's what helps me so much. One, because I don't have to keep track of everything I was supposed to get at the store because there's no way I would remember. And short of just literally going down every single aisle, like I, I wouldn't even remember and I probably would still forget things. So it's always good to just have a list when you go to the grocery store or to Target or whatever. If you're going to a store for a purpose, 
And it's more than just like pick up prescription or pick up, you know, toothpaste or whatever. Like if you're going to a store for a purpose where you need to buy multiple things, have a list and that's going to help you stick to that list. And if it's not on the list, then just keep walking. And again, if it's something else that you see that's not on the list, put it on that 24 hour list or that 72 hour list or whatever. You know, I, I think that's one of the things where like today I had my grocery list. I knew exactly what I needed to get. And I, everything that I needed, I got on there. And like I said, I think there was maybe only two things that weren't on the list that I was like, okay, yeah, I think we'll, we'll use this. And it was certainly not enough that I'm like, I'm feeling resentful about it or anything. Right. So, you know, just stick with that good old adage of make a list and stick to it. That's right. Um, I really like the next tip, which is, um, just because you can afford it, you can afford mm-hmm. to buy it, doesn't mean that you should buy it. And, you know, it, I talked about this earlier in the episode. It's, you know, a lot of people think that just because like your bills are paid and just because you have a discretionary income that you should be buying all this stuff. And then, you know, that, you know, this stuff is going to make you happy and that it's going to somehow elevate your life. And I think if you really took a look at your, your expenses, if you really sat down, like opened up men or opened up, you know, your bank statement or whatever the case is, and you looked at where you're spending your, your money, well, is it representing your values? And does it actually have meaning to you? And just because you can afford it, just because I could afford all the, you know, that little nail polish or a pair of shoes when I go to Target or, you know, the roasting pan at Aldi's or something doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to bring me value. And, you know, I I think like there are going to be things that you're going to buy. You truly are going to think I'm going to use this and this is going to be really helpful for me. Um, And then you end up not using it and that's okay too. But, just be thoughtful about it. And just remember that just because it's on sale, just because you have the money in your account, just because you have, even if you've budgeted for a discretionary, you know, frivolous stuff that comes up, which is great to do, but just because you budgeted for it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the thing you should buy. I love, you know, your previous tip stuff about having a wants list um, and have putting that on your phone or something. So you can always come back to it and decide at a later date, if it's something you truly want. All right. So the next thing I would say is stop before you say yes. And that goes more into kind of the activities and events type of thing. So, you know, a friend says, hey, let's go out to dinner or, you know, let's go to happy hour or there's this, you know, event coming up where you have to buy tickets for and, you know, you know, it's going to cost money to have to attend and participate in. Then, you know, not to say that you have to say no, but just stop and think before you immediately say yes. Because Mm -hmm. I know I'm the type of person that if my friends or my coworkers are like, hey, Stephanie, we're going to happy hour. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah. It's always always a good time. But it's also like, is it really, is again, like you said, is this benefiting future Stephanie and future, you know, Stephanie's family? Like, is this going to really bring me any benefit? And, you know, with quarantine, luckily a lot of that was cut down, you know, forcefully cut down because, Nobody was doing happy hour outside of their house. (laughs) Yeah. But that's also the thing is just because you are, you know, your friends want to go to happy hour, go out to dinner, doesn't mean you have to actually go out, host a happy hour at your house, host a dinner at your house. I guarantee it's going to be a ton of cheaper. You can do a potluck, you know, everybody can bring a bottle of wine, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you know, with 
quarantine and whatnot. We're all, we're doing our Zoom happy hours. I know we all saved a ton of money on that. You know, our alcohol budget might've gone up a little bit, but you know, <laughs> just, it's cheaper to buy that bottle of wine for home purchase than to go out to yeah. a restaurant and order a bottle of wine. Oh my gosh. Well, well, we wine all know that. Such a con. <laughs> I know it really is. Oh, don't even get started on that. But that's the thing is, there's, there's other ways to to still have those events and still have those experiences without spending so much money. So just stop and think and say, is there another option that you could do that would save you and your friends money? Um, is it really a necessary thing? You know, is it something that you're going to remember? You know, one year, five years, ten years from now, or are you just kind of going through the motions of like, oh yeah, so and so asked me to go out to dinner, go out to, to happy hour. Well, you know, we usually have a good time. So yeah, I'll go. You know, are you just kind of doing it because you're bored or is yeah. it because it's something you actually want to do? And, you know, again, they're, they're going to come up. It's not going to be the last happy hour. It's not going to be the last dinner, you know, save it for the special occasions. It, you know, again, those nice birthday dinners, save it for that. Or, you know, when, when you finally do escape from quarantine and, yeah. and we can all be out in public again with everyone, then, you know, save it for that. But until then, you know, keep it with your small group and do something at your house or do a virtual hangout, a virtual happy hour. Believe me, those are still just as much fun. And, you know, again, future you will thank you. You know what? I can't wait until quarantine and coronavirus is over because that is something I want to do is I want to get together with my girlfriends and I want to go have drinks and have a nice dinner out. But that's going to be a really memorable meal for me. And that's something mm -hmm. like I'm, I keep thinking about and I can't wait for it and I'm going to plan for it. And that's going to be such a great night and so much fun. And it's going to be something intentional. It's going to bring me so much value because I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for it. And I'm looking so forward to it as opposed to just a random night out at a random restaurant that I probably don't even want to go to or, you know, happy hour food that you don't really want to eat anyway. So, um, you know, that's a really good example of that. Yeah. And then our last tip for tonight, which kind of goes in again to the whole eating thing, because this is where <laughs> a ton of our money goes to. A lot of your, those small expenses come back to well, come down to food. They really do. Plan your meals out. And this is something I started doing a couple of years back as well. And it's helped me so much because yeah. so frequently, and the reason that we were ordering out so much is because it was that whole conversation of, well, what do you feel like tonight? I don't know what I feel like tonight. Well, what do we have in the fridge? Oh, well, everything's frozen. You know, okay, well then, you know, I don't feel like whipping up some, you know, made up on the spot recipe. Let's just order out. Let's order pizza, let's order Chinese, whatever. If you plan your meals for the week, and again, not to say that you have to meal prep. If you meal prep, that's awesome. You know, kudos to you. Even I can't get behind meal prep all the time. Sometimes I try to, but other times I'm like, Ugh, I don't have the effort. <laughs> yeah, but I'm planning sorry. your meals is literally just saying on Monday, we're going to have spaghetti. On Tuesday, we're having tacos. On Wednesday, we're having fish. You know, like whatever it is, just plan out your meal. And then one that helps you make sure that you have the food available to you. So when you go grocery shopping, you know exactly yeah. what, what groceries you need for that week, you know, or the upcoming weeks. And you know that that food's going to be available in your fridge, you know, to thaw it ahead of time. So if you buy food and freeze it, you know, to make sure that it's ready and, and you know, thawed beforehand so that you can use it to cook, that you have mm. fresh vegetables or whatever you need to, to cook the food, you know, that you have your pasta and everything else available. You know, that's mm -hmm. the thing. Do your meal planning. And literally, like, the simplest thing is schedule like a 30 minute meeting for yourself on Sunday nights or Mondays, whatever day is good for you. Schedule a meeting for yourself so that it's actually a, a actual physical reminder to plan your meals, not just say, okay, yeah, I do. But like, you know, Sundays at 5 p.m. as long as you don't have something going on at 5 p.m. on Sundays or whatever day works yeah. for you. 
you know, just schedule a meeting for yourself and say, okay, yep, 30 minutes meal planning time and just sit down, mm -hmm. go through your, your home recipe list, you know, things that you know you like to make or that you're in the mood to make or even try a new recipe. And, you know, that's what I did last year. Every month I tried a new recipe and I have 12 new recipes in my arm. You know, what is it? What's the word now? Recipe box. Recipe box. Whatever you want to say. I don't know. In my arsenal. And all my recipes are on Pinterest, so. <laughs> <laughs> that way it's not boring either you're always trying something new sometimes it works sometimes yeah. it doesn't but planning your meals out ahead also really helps you from you know just overspending you know eating out all the time you know buying things at the grocery store that you had no intention of buying and and just goes to waste or rots or whatever ahead of time um you know just just work on that because it, it's literally one of the simplest things that you can do absolutely all right. Well, we had a really robust episode today. I hope you guys got a lot of really good tips from us about how to, you know, control those small expenses, what to look out for. Definitely, you know, let's actually talk about a couple of those um, things that we went over. So we talked about earlier, just because you can't afford it, just because you can afford it doesn't mean you can, you should buy it. Um, let's see. We talked about watch out for those that spontaneous spending and sale expenses. So that's definitely one that gets me all the time. So next time you go to Target or anywhere else that you're going, you know, watch out just because, you know, if it's not on your list, really think hard about it. And just because it's on sale doesn't mean you should be buying it. Next one is one of our personal favorites. We talk about this over and over again, which is reviewing your spending trends. You know, so if it's personal capital or mint or any other app that you use, or maybe it's a spreadsheet, make sure that you're tracking your expenses and that you're reviewing your spending trends. It's so important to understand where your money is going. And like Stephanie said, would you actually recognize the person based off of what those spending trends are showing? And is that person stealing your future from you? Is that person stealing your true best life from you? Take a look at your spending trends and find out. All right, and then. And then the last one is be intentional and make sure that your spending reflects your goals. And I feel yeah. like that really relates to basically everything that we've talked about today. Our is, whole mission. Exactly. We're always talking about spending intentionally because when you're spending intentionally, that means that your money is going where you really want it to and where it's going to bring you the most value. You know, we're never going to tell you that you, you need to sit at home and, you know, decrease your bills to the lowest possible and not go out and not have fun. Finance is all about having fun. We are always going to have our wine, you know, yes. we're, we're always going to be having a good time. And, you know, that sometimes those things cost money. You know, I'm always going to be going on family vacations as long as I can, because I have so much value from that. You know, my, my lifelong memories with my child and my family and my friends, that's what's important to me. And if that costs me yeah. a little bit extra, then okay, that's fine. It's worth it worth it, you know, but again, $1,300 on junk meals is not worth it. And, no. you know, that's the whole point is think about where it is worth it for you and make sure that it reflects your goals and reflects who you want to be and how you want to live your life. That's right. So next week's episode, we're going to keep on this topic about intentional spending. And we have a really great interview with uh, Scott Henderson, who's the marketing manager from Cube. So you've probably heard me talk about Cube Finance or Cube Money before. Um, so Cube is a digital envelope uh, app that ties spending and budgeting to point of sale. So basically you have to open up that app on your phone. When you go to pay for something at the register and you have to choose which of your cubes, 
you you want to spend out of. So really excited to talk uh, talk with Scott next week about it. Uh, you guys, there are so many amazing features with Cube. I just signed up for it, or I just got the um, you know the email that I could sign up for it because it's in beta right now, and I'm I'm so excited. I'm waiting for my my card to come in the mail. Um, so I can't wait to dive into there, but I think you guys are going to get so much value out of next week's episode. So definitely make sure that you are subscribed and that you hit the, click the bell. If you're watching on YouTube, click like, if you are listening to in podcast land, click like, and subscribe and leave us a rating and review so that other people can find this, but also so that you can get notified when we go live each week and when we have new episodes for you. So until next week, we will see you guys later. See ya. Bye. All right. Bye, everyone.